G'day folks, welcome to episode 8 of Spin From Both Ends. If you're just tuning in for the first time, my name's Hammy Goodman and this is my trip travelling around Australia in the back of my van, Mr Van Morrison, just following the ashes all the way around Australia. As has been the case for the rest of my career, I'm tying up one end and rotating a few part-timers through from the other. But we've got a bit of a twist today because you can't always just be spinning your attack. You've got to lay the foundations and do the basics right and that's where occasionally you've just got to bring a seamer back into the fray. So today my part-timer is Xavier Frawley. Thank you very much for your time, Xavier. Oh, thanks very much for having me, Hammy. It's an absolute pleasure. And an honour as well. You know, a lot of great people sat in the chair that you're sitting in today. So uh, thank you for joining us and hopefully we'll have a really fantastic show. I'm sure we will. We've had some massive guests on the show in the past. Obviously, you've been a big listener. So Bear Grylls, Bumble, Jim Maxwell, uh, Ian Smith to name a few. And now we've got yourself. So, you big know, shoes. Big shoes to fill. Big undies to fill. Excellent. Yeah. I'm confident you can do it. Next, obviously we can't start without thanking the sponsors. Yeah, well the sponsors, just keeping them happy is the most important thing. So first of all, just like to thank TNF Cricket. Just go and see the boys down there, they'll look after you. New showroom open next, timely reminder. Of course, Yurubadella Toyota providing uh, Van Morrison for us and the studio for today's show. It is the second time Van Morrison has played host to a studio, so if we get a bit of traffic coming past, that's what the bizarre noises are. I've uh, kept the, the lunch relatively low-key, so please don't be confused that there's any sort of passing of wind going on inside Mr Morrison, highly unprofessional. Now, X, thoughts on the podcast so far? Obviously, you've listened to quite a few. I just want to know your highlight a spin from both ends, maybe your low light slash something to improve, and what you think you can also bring to today's show. Well, uh, I've really enjoyed it, actually, Hammy. Probably enjoyed it more than I thought I would, to be honest. Um, <laughs> obviously, thoroughly enjoyed Greg's Mailbag. is a big fan of Greg Mail. You're only human, mate. That's yeah. a, it's a big segment for us. It's a massive segment. Really enjoyed that. thought the guests have been spectacular. Top notch, really, haven't, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. They really added something. Put a lot of pressure on me today. <laughs> something to improve. Jeez, that's, that's Nothing. tough. No, I feel like you're a bit like Australia at the moment. Just mm. can't improve a winning form. Hard to really. improve on perfection, isn't it? But what do you think yeah. you're going to bring to the show today that perhaps other guests or other people couldn't bring to Mr. Morrison? Well, I think throughout my whole career, I've been the uh, setup man for spinners, bowling tight spells, <laughs> just uh, keeping it economical so they could bowl up the other end, get yep. some wickets with uh, full tosses, half trackers. So yep. hopefully I'll provide that for you today. Well, metaphorically speaking, there's been plenty of half trackers and full tosses in this podcast today. So mm. I'm sure today will be no ex- exception. Now, Christmas Day, tomorrow, X, all listeners are home. Merry Christmas on behalf of everyone that's been from both ends. What have you got planned for the day? Big family Christmas for me, just all the family down from Sydney, very Mm -hmm. exciting. Here to watch the Boxing Day test, as uh, everyone is when they come to Melbourne. So yeah, very exciting, big family Christmas. Any backyard cricket involvement or anything happening for you this year? I think there definitely will be. Uh, I'll be looking to take the new ball early, uh, put the cousins under pressure, maybe get someone under the lid. Beautiful. Well, I'm not playing any this year, X. I've been put off after last year. I spent 40 minutes building innings, then got a dodgy LBW decision. So I'm not going to be wasting my time this year, unfortunately. No DRS last year in the backyard cricket. But um, we all move forward and we all all build towards the next challenge uh, that that comes our way. Now, look, it's been great to see England in turmoil so far this summer, X. Um, You know, what what do you think the change has been that's just turned the Aussies around? Well, being on home soil, you know, a home-cooked meal. (laughs) <laughs> it's always, always very important. G'day, Peter Siddle, if you listen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think just the confidence of being around family and friends, a supportive crowd in the background. I think the crowd's been pretty uh, spectacular. Yep. You probably know more about that than me. But, um, yeah, I think that just brings a lot of confidence to the Aussies and it's showed in their play. Good to see England in turmoil as well. What do you think has been the, the different factor there? Well, I think just when you come up against an aggressive opponent like Australia yep. and then goes downhill very quickly. 
And yeah, you've glazed over one different influence there. Spin from both ends, not a factor in previous Asia series. Mm. Comes along, and it's put England in a spin, I think probably fair to say, X as well. It is fair to say. I know they're big listeners of the podcast. Yep. I, uh, who isn't, frankly? Well, yeah, who isn't? So I, I walked past them the other day, and they were just listening in, and it was really, you could see it was getting to them. Yeah. Now, Graham Swan, he's retired. Sad times. Very sad times. Great character of the game. Who do you think is going to be replacing him? Well, I mean, it's got to be Monty for Boxing Day, but I don't think that's a very good long-term solution. I think they'll probably need to go with two spinners. Spin yeah. from both ends is the only way you can replace someone. as, uh, as Exactly. Well, look, someone. I saw a little bit of footage the other day on YouTube. It's a bit old, but it was certainly in spin-friendly conditions. And there's a guy by the name of John Howard, who I think might mm. potentially have something to offer. And certainly didn't look like he was bowling too differently to Graham Swan so far this yeah. series as well. So, um, obviously, he's a Wiley campaigner, been around the traps. Certainly is, yeah. He... Probably do with uh, getting it above the eye line a bit more. <laughs> he doesn't mind dropping them short, but who knows? Maybe uh, spin-friendly conditions in the fifth test could see him just get a call up. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what they do now. Um, you've got a little bit of inside word, apparently, on the guys who may be coming in. Have you got a little press release there somewhere from the ECB? I certainly do. They've added two spinners to the squad. One, you can never have too many X, which is the good certainly certainly cannot. They've added young Durham leg spinner Scott Borthwick mm-hmm. and uh, Kent off spinner James Treadwell. So well, Treadwell's been around, he's been around the tra- traps, but Mr. Borthwick, you know, if you're in town and you, you'd like to spend a bit of time with me, I'm happy to make myself available and catch up and uh, ensure that you, you've got all the basics you've right. You've got to use all the resources available to you, uh, Borthwick. A bit of local knowledge, uh, yada yada. Be great to have a chat with you. Now, X, you spent a bit of time today. Bowling, we're very privileged to have X here today. We've dragged him out of the Australian net session. How was the dynamics in the team? How was the mood in the team? How did they all look like they were going about their business? Uh, you could certainly tell it was a team that was 3-0 up. It was very, very relaxed atmosphere. Everyone was pretty chilled out. Dougie Bollinger was really looking to impress. That stood out to me. Mm-hmm. He uh, was charging in and a few appeals and things like that. But uh man who impressed me the most was probably Coulter Nile. Hadn't seen much of him previously, but I thought he bowled with good pace, good rhythm. Can work on his batting a bit. I may have snicked him off today. But, um, <laughs> no, I was, I was impressed with Cool tonight. Okay. So was there any sort of hostility between a couple of the players or anything like that that springs well, to mind? Well, Without uh, dropping too many bombshells, obviously. Yes, well, early days, I thought Shane Watson, friend of the podcast, g'day Shane if you're listening, <laughs> he seemed to be quite frustrated with Jimmy Faulkner telling him to hurry up and get in the nets. Mm. I, was, I found that quite interesting. Did he review it? or? No, he just, he just sort of gave a good long stare considered his decision and then finally went back to getting his pads on, which, in fairness to uh, Forks, it did take quite a long time. Yeah, no, I don't I don't doubt that interesting character, Shane, but I'm not going to sit here and criticise you because you played a great knock at the Wacker and, you know, let's hope you can keep that going. Now, you did mention before, one of your favourite segments of the show and one of everyone's favourite segments of the show is Greg's Mailbag. So, look, it's Christmas and obviously mail and letters are a big part of Christmas, so... We might just jump straight in there if you'd like to. Yeah, well, th- thanks very much to Australia Post for working so hard over this period just to get the Greg's mail to us. <laughs> All right, well, look, I'll let you um, take it away and read the first ones. So who's the first one coming from, X? Yeah, so the first bit of mail in Greg's mailbag is from John Lurk from Deep Dean in Melbourne. He says, G'day, Hammy. John Lurk here. Long-time listener. First-time Greg's mailbagger. Always good to have a first-timer. Certainly is. Doesn't hurt as much as everyone says. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> As you're now very well travelled, having virtually circumnavigated the entire country in mm-hmm. your travels, what would you rank as your most livable city in Australia and, more importantly, your least livable? 
<clears throat> that's a great question, and thank you very much for, for getting involved with it with Greg's Mailbag. Look, I have obviously travelled around a fair bit. We've been to some great places. Most livable city. Look, I'm going to be honest, they're all pretty livable. I've been really impressed with what Australia has been able to serve up so far. Everyone knows about the marquee cities, your Melbournes, your Sydneys, but we've been lucky enough to get to the lesser known, you know, the, the younger siblings perhaps so far. Brisbane was fantastic. If it wasn't for the inhumane, I'm going to say humidity, I'd say that would be a fantastic venue to live in. I'd be, I'd be happy to live in any of them. Adelaide, very well planned city. As a, as a leg spinner, I, I can relate. You've got to plan Appreciate things, yep. um, you know. So that was great. The ex extortionate heat in Perth has probably slightly put me off. So, look, I, they've all been great. Take your pick. If I've got to narrow it down to one so far, I'm going to say Brisbane. Great cricket wicket. Plenty to offer for, you know, bats and bowlers, spinners, mm -hmm. podcasters, whatever you may be. Yes. Least livable. I'm maybe going to dance around the question a little bit here and go with Mildura. Oh, Certainly yeah. that was that was uh, disgusting conditions, particularly if you're looking to live in a van when you when you settle down in one of these places. I wouldn't be looking to do it in Mildura X. Okay, well, good day to our Mildura fans if you're listening. Hope you uh, stay on board. I'll tuck on with the next question here. Okay. So I'll just have a quick rustle around in Greg's mailbag. The second question comes in from St. Nick of the North Pole. Thanks for your question, St. Nick. G'day, boys. Love the show. Just wondering what you think Alastair Cook would like from Santa for Christmas. X. Jeez, that's a great question. I'm sure there's plenty on his list. It'd be quite a long list. Probably some new feet. It'd <laughs> be a good start. His feet haven't been doing much so far this series. Some shoes without the cement in them or possibly, something yep, similar? Possibly, yeah, possibly. And maybe just a bit more camaraderie with the uh, English team. I think that's lacking. Well, I think for the top of his list has got to be the ICC to green light the can't get out first ball rule. Yeah, he would love that. Yeah, that would be a big addition for him I and mean, something that he could have used perhaps as an early present yeah. over at the Wacker. Yeah, retrospective present possibly. Anyway, good luck and Merry Christmas to you, Alistair, if you're listening, and no doubt you are. I'll just have a rustle around to get this last letter here. Yeah, no problem. And it's from... Nigella Lawson in the UK. Oh, Nigella, fantastic to, to hear from you. Big fan of the show, I've heard. Uh, g'day, lads. Big fan of the show. Yep. Shame about the lads losing the cricket. So, well, depends on is your perspective. Is it Nigella? Yeah. yeah. I've been captivated and intrigued by Peter Siddle's dietary habits. Just wondering if you think that he'll let his hair down and cash in on Christmas lunch. Or if not, what do you think he'll be eating? Cracking question. That's a great question, um, and it's good to see Nigella sort of back, back into the you know into the swing of things after a little bit of a tumultuous time, a bit like yeah. the England cricket camp. Yeah. Look, I think the question on everyone's lips is: Is he going to, you know, stray away from the bananas? X. Did he have any today when you were down there at training? He certainly did. He just had the one, from what I saw, in about the two two and a half hours I was there. So, I'm sure, he's he's got a few more to catch up on for the rest of the day. But um, personally, I hope he. You can't be having bananas on Christmas Day. No, look, well, we, we, it's been well documented on this podcast and various media outlets that he's been feasting on the English cricketers through this summer. Mm. So, um, Good source of protein. Yeah, perhaps he'll get stuck into a few of those. Maybe a nice bit of roast swan or something for Christmas Day. I'm not sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully maybe we'll probe him on Twitter or something and, and see if we can get it straight from the horse's mouth. That would be, mm. be fantastic. It'd be excellent. If we're just talking conditions, actually, I think that's something just important, just to put in perspective before we let our listeners go. Conditions in Perth, obviously sweltering, very, very unfriendly. How are the conditions going to differ in Melbourne? Being a local, you've played a lot of cricket here. You've trained at the MCG this morning. You've trained there for many seasons with Melbourne. How are conditions going to differ in Melbourne from how they, how they played in Perth? Well, you're certainly not going to get uh, many 40-degree days, and I've been watching the forecast quite closely. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that, which will be a welcome relief for all players, I'm sure. 
Um, I think it'll just be it'll be good cricket weather. You know, we'll probably get a bit of rain, a bit of overcast conditions for the swing bowlers, mm-hmm. and uh, just some lovely blue skies like we have today. Yeah, look, I think the, the main difference we're going to get is certainly a lot more shade is going to be around at the grounds, a lot less temporary stands. You know, I mean, it added a bit of character to the ground, but good heavens, it was hot X, and I'm I'm looking forward as well. We're going to be lucky enough, obviously, to get into the members for a few days there, obviously yourself every day. but mm, Place to watch cricket. Certainly plenty of places to take fluid on board, and I think that's a key when you're watching cricket. You must keep yeah, hydrated. Definitely. And, uh, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what it's got to offer. Hopefully, Australia can kick on and win this Series 5-0. X, how do you think they're going to go for the rest of the series? Um, well, personally, I, I can't see it being 5-0. I think uh, England's quite a proud team. I'm sure they'll pull something out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm going 4-0. I don't think they can get a win. They can probably get a draw. Okay, excellent. Alistair Cook obviously looks like he's playing for the draw almost every time he gets on the field this series, so I'm sure that would be a bit of a moral win for him and the boys if they could get that happening. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. I mean, it's it's great to have you know colourful characters of the Australian cricket landscape come in and join us. Very articulate ones like yourself as well. Always a welcome addition. So thanks for joining us. No worries. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully I've, I've done some all right work here. You have. You've set us up. You set us up well there. Um, you've kept it tight as you said you would. Man of your word. Always good to see. Look, if you'd like to join the rest of the Spin From Both Ends experience, you can do so on Twitter, at Spin From Both, Instagram, Spin From Both Ends, Facebook, forward slash Spin From Both Ends on our website, spinfrombothends.com, some no holds barred, really hard hitting. I'm not in this industry to make friends. I'm in there to tell it how it is. And if you want to, if you want to hear a bit more of that, you can do so in my diary, which is up there on the website. X, have you had a peek at any of those ones? Some great reading, real hard hitting stuff. It is. So uh, get on there and certainly if you, if you want to get away from the family a little bit on Christmas Day, no better way to to go and immerse yourself in my spin from both ends journey. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you hopefully just before the end of 2013. It's been a great year, not only for the podcast, but uh, for the world in general. So we'll do a bit of a recap of 2013. Thanks for your time, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Ta-ta. See you later.